This is how influential No Limit was. For graduation, yes. we went to New Orleans. <laughs> Guess what we went? Guess what we went? <laughs> to the Calio Projects, baby. <laughs> and saw crackheads get in a fight. We sure did. Oh, man. And, no, no. And then the, the mega van, like, uh, it, like, shut down yeah. as we came off the exit, like, man. sliding into the Magnolia. I, re- <laughs> I remember asking people for directions to the Calio. They was like, oh, how you want to go there? <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-hosts Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, what's good with y'all, man? Well, I think we got to throw this one back to you, my brother. How are you and what's good with you, man? Man, I really appreciate it, man. I'm doing better. I'll say that. So for all the people who may not know and the people who do know, um, within the last week or so, we lost somebody who was very near and dear to my heart, Gregory Cummins, who was my mother's longtime just companion of 25 years. They recently got married at the beginning of this year. The uh, father of my sister, Tegan, um, he lost a battle on the 24th to COVID, and it definitely was a hurting on put a hurting on our family. So, you know, mom mom and he were both diagnosed with COVID. And um thankfully my mom is recovering and has recovered and is doing well. I think we're out of the danger zone, but she's grieving and it's very just it's it was a tough situation. So I want to thank everybody who reached out all your prayers and your words of comfort, the calls, the text messages, the IM. Special thank you to the the, the workout ladies. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, my line brothers came through in the clutch, so I love you, Q17. And, of course, SWAT came through with a nice gift from my mom. Uh, I've, I've realized that I've been blessed to have many great friends and people who care about me and my family. And it was really touching throughout all this to experience that love, you know, and have people reach out to you, but I will kind of, I guess, do a PSA. So for everybody who doesn't believe that this COVID coronavirus thing is real, it's real. And don't let, Fox News, CNN, President Trump, whoever fool you with just looking at the numbers. This thing is impacting families in ways you cannot imagine. My heart goes out to my mother, who was the my original backbone, my original strength. And just to see everything she's been through, she's had a tough time. If I could just I'm not going to go into all the details, but there was really a toll on her you know, to lose someone that she's been with for 25 years and couldn't even properly grieve because she too had tested positive. And to be and to see someone you care about going through all that and you can't give them a proper hug or just hold them, you know, the impact that this will have on her, my family, my loved ones. And I know so many other people who have lost loved ones to this Within the last week, I know two people personally who just recently lost family members to this. So and the impact is having on their family. So people take it seriously. It also um, is nothing to play with, man. The numbers will never tell the story. Um, I don't have too much to say. Just once again, thank you to everybody. I'm blessed. So. Love you, mom. Love me, my siblings and stuff like that. They were just great. All my family who came up and supported. I really appreciate you guys um, and keep looking out for my mom when I'm not there and when my siblings aren't able to be there, too. So and thank you, Rosie, for making it making that trip down. No, no problem. No problem. So and just just a little bit about Greg. I want to shout out to Greg and all the step parents out there 
Greg stepped up and, you know, was a father to people or, or kids that weren't his uh, and was a father figure and, and made sure never treated them any differently. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was just a, a good dude that walked in and just had a, a great heart. And so a, a big loss, uh, not just to the Ferguson family, but um, also to just, you know, the world. So uh, shout out to you, Greg. Yeah, Rosie, And I actually I'm trying to remember what I said to you about him and you. He reminded me a lot of you. And I really looked up to both of you guys because you just you always you always had a big heart. Both of you guys always had a big heart. And you two did um, things for people because they what did I, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, how you I said, said, oh, when you were saying you said um, we do things we will do f- things for people if it makes sense to them it doesn't matter if it makes sense to us or not yeah. uh and, and, and it's very difficult to to do that yeah yeah because that's that's i always admired him for that because he's just a very caring soul so i feel like i'm a good person and, I, and i'll go to the into end of the world for people if it makes sense to me you know and for people like rosie and greg they'll go to, to the ends of the world for people because it makes sense to someone else and so throughout all that, I reflected on that. And that's just another thing that I want to make sure that I try to uh, grow with. It's just being there for others, even if it doesn't make sense for me, just because it makes sense for them. So sorry I interrupted you, but that was something I needed to get off my chest. No, man, that that's it. Like I said, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a big deal for step parents and and. If ever I I decide to get back in this dating game and 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 end up with somebody, that's that's the type of person Jen was to Haley, and that's that's what I want for uh you know my kids with um uh, for Sophie and Ollie as well as Haley is uh to find somebody that would be that loving and open and, and embrace them like that um so just that man uh along with that uh Sophie's birthday was this past uh, week. And so, you know, happy birthday to her uh, and shout out to uh, Sugar Plum Kids Spa. Uh, we did a birthday party there. So they did petties and, and a, like a sip and see or a paint uh, thing, but they had like apple juice instead of a uh, liquor. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it was cute, man. And, you know, eight of her friends came and, and shout out to everybody. She had friends that came all the way back from Charlotte, North Carolina, just to be there for. Um, so Nikki, appreciate that. Um, you know, t- taking that long ride just to be here, um, you know, and that was big for her. So I just appreciate all that. Appreciate all the gifts, all the friends and family that uh, sent things to make it, you know, a little more special than it normally would be, but she needed that right now. And so just thank everybody on that, man. And I just want to throw in there, I'm excited because uh, Netflix is bringing in like Moesha and Sister Sister and uh, the good part of the game. Uh, all that's going to be on Netflix uh, this month the, the good, in August. The pre-BET the game? Yeah, yeah, the CW <laughs> game. <laughs> that's funny. So, well, I, I hear a lot of people that are catching up on Moesha or re-watching Moesha and they realize... They look too grown for that now. Like they they don't see it in the same light. Oh, like, she was toxic. Like Moesha was toxic as a friend, bro. So, but yeah, she's like number eight in the U.S. right now uh, for on Netflix. So yeah, that's more good. More power to her. Yeah, loving it. I just knew you was gonna say something about the uh, Umbrella Academy. You, you got nothing for that? I haven't watched it yet okay. because Haley hasn't seen season one and she won't let me watch season two <laughs> really until she daughter. finishes season one. Hey, dog, it's pretty so dope. I watched, up, I, I, ta- I, so I watched the first no couple spoilers. episodes. I watched the first couple of episodes, man. You might need to pull the parent card on this. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch it without her while she yeah, at work. <laughs> yeah. So I've been bouncing between that. Man, I'm watching that. Um, trying to watch the whole Naruto series on, um, on Super Putin and Man, it's going down, man. Going oh, yeah, down. Yeah. Asuma Sensei just died. I just, oh man, yeah, oh, that, that hurt worry. my heart. He was one of my favorite ones. So don't worry, Shikamaru coming back for it. I so. know, I know. He's like my. <laughs> I think he's he might be my favorite character. So yeah. So, and once again, Byron's Byron. looking like I, I'm not even looking at Byron. <laughs> hey, but I, I know a little something about it because uh, you know Jasmine watches that. So okay, 
Um, okay. All right. So, so for doing your, uh, your answer, when you was talking about COVID, you was telling the people not to listen to Trump and other politicians along with Fox news. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys, cause, uh, we're not recording this week on politically entertaining. And I wanted to get this question out there before he actually does it. But who are your, um, who do you hope Joe Biden picks and who would, you, and who do you think he will pick? Cause that's not always the same answer. Like who do you think is going to get picked and who do you wish he would pick? So for me, I, I, I would hope he picks Stacey Abrams. That's, that's my pick. Um, I just like, her her how she's fought for us and the people and the black community and unapologetic about it so i i really like that part of it but i think he's gonna go with um kamala really it, it's she she has the bigger name she's probably gonna bring a bigger voting block and and make a difference in states that that maybe swing states where I don't think Stacey Abrams may uh, actually affect those swing states as much. Uh, but I hear Susan Rice is uh, kind of the top two, yeah. Kamala and Susan Rice. So that that's kind of a toss up between them. But I, I think it's going to be Kamala. Well, I, I concur with that. Um, I'm hearing it's Kamala and Rice are like in the top two. Yeah. Abrams will be nice, but I think it's going to be Kamala just because Abrams might be a little too black for him. Just call him exactly. like exactly. Just call it. Just call exactly. it a spade a spade. You know, that it is what it is. You know, uh, she she can be eye candy and something for the good old boys to. If they got to listen to her, at least they can look at her at the same time. I think that's going to be the deciding factor. You know, it sucks that that's the the weight. You know, and I think I think all three could do a good job. They just bring something different to the table. I think Kamala at the end of the day probably is going to have the biggest um, voting pool, even though she might not be the favorite among African-Americans or blacks or whatever we're going by today. I think we're not going to not vote for her, but I think those little swing votes, those undecided um, white voters will lean towards her before anybody else so yeah that that it's it's the rust belt right i mean that's really what it is it's it's stacy's not going to help the rust belt kamala might um but before you get yours in byron um talking about eye candy uh did you see your girl keisha lance bottom slip on that red dress (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no i didn't see that one i'm about to google that (laughs) oh yeah yeah i i can't remember what cover it's on but it's her um Kamala and Cory Booker's back there in the back somewhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, she got on a red dress uh, looking quite tasty. <laughs> One of my book club mates calls him Discount Obama. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, it's so mean. Um, to your point, Rizzi, your logic with uh, Kamala versus Stacey, if you look at it, Kamala barely won in a state that's ultra liberal, which is California. I mean, she won her general election, I think, fairly easy, obviously. But when she was running against the Democrat in the primary, she like barely won. And you look at Stacey Abrams, who almost won in a red state that's slowly turning. It's trying to turn purple, but she almost won. So she's obviously she's doing something that can relate to people in the South. So, you know, it, it could be the opposite in, in what your logic stated. But we talked about this in our group. Y'all know who I like, Val Demons. For your, for those of you that don't know Val Demons, she was one of the uh, ones during the impeachment trial uh, arguing on why we shouldn't remove the president from, from office. But she's like a former chief of police, so Republicans can't hit her on being soft on crime. And she, she's got a pretty stellar record. But like you guys told me, man, she just doesn't she doesn't excite anybody. But that's who I would like for him to pick. And to your logic, Ferg. He probably should pick Stacey. Like, if there's any time to ever be too black, now is the time. When you got Major League Baseball players kneeling, when you got Black Lives Matter on an NBA court, like, if there's ever going to be a time, this could be the time, but I do understand your risk that you Bruh, mentioned. They will wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt to the polls. <laughs> and still vote Trump. <laughs> yes, bro. It's it's all a facade, man. I just don't trust. I think people have 
good intentions, but yeah. behind closed doors is like when the pavement hits the road or whatever the old people say. Yeah. Uh, the truth comes out, man. Yeah. So, so and I and I agree with you guys. I think it's I think it's going to be Rice or Kamala. I would lean if it's out of those two. If I was advising him, I would lean more towards Kamala, only because you know you're going to get the whole Benghazi thing with Susan Rice, and so mm-hmm. Republicans are salivating at that. But that's what I got, man. Just wanted to turn political for a second. Is Biden going to win though? Yes. Yes. I'm gonna say yes. It's, but will there be I, will but, there be an election? I'm gonna say okay. okay I'm gonna say, say yes, <laughs> but don't listen to the experts. Don't listen to my answer and think you can just stay home and just chill because everything's gonna be taken care of. I think far too many people did that. Wisconsin, I'm talking to you. Florida, I'm talking to you. Pennsylvania, I'm talking to you. Go out there and vote. I don't care what the polls say. I don't care what any of these networks say. Go vote. We, but Florida can stay home because they can send in their absentee nah, nah, back. Nah. Look at it but, like look at it like this. We want to run I mean, the score Trump, up. We want to run the score up. Don't think. But Trump said that they're a good state and they can they can do it and, and you know they can just mail in their ballots. Now, if you're talking about Nevada, on the other hand, how how is that even possible? <laughs> he can't do that. He he. he don't get me started. I, I don't want to turn this into yeah. politically entertaining. I'm sorry. Do, do we do we do we do we even want to talk about this Axios? interview though <laughs> the Saturday we, can talk about Live that. we can talk about he can't pronounce Yosemite <laughs> it definitely was a Saturday Night Live skit like that's what it, it sounded like because it, like, yeah, oh I'm man watching, it was so bad you know how you, you're looking at something and you look behind you to see if anybody else is seeing what you see I'm watching it by myself and I'm like does anybody else see that can somebody like it's but hey, no, no. When he pulled out the charts, like the paper, he's like, "No, look." <laughs> he was just like, "Roll." I'm like, first of all, you got these nice, pretty pictures, and 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 you know they've already said that's how they brief him. Uh, they don't brief him with like written anything. They brief him in pictures and graphs, um, and and they filter it out. If it's going to make him mad, they don't brief him on it. So literally, if you want to hide anything from Trump, you just put it in a written report and he won't read it and you ain't got to worry about it. So that's what they do, because he would get too mad when they briefed him on anything that was bad. That dude is gangster, dog. He just. You you scared to bring news. I mean, he's, he's sitting there like a mob boss, dog. He's sitting there just. People are walking in there, kissing the ring, giving him reports and, and telling him what he wants to hear. That dude is a gangster. Man. I don't know, man. Well, he got a bunch of money, and we don't. So I think we need to uh, go pay some bills so that... uh... (laughs) All righty. Time to pay these bills. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me guess. Sophie's spending the night, and so we're stuck with you giving us a joke. <laughs> no, she's here. She uh, okay. she came. Hold on. I'm going to mute and call. <laughs> you sounded so disappointed when you thought it was going to have to be him. Yeah. It don't matter. It's my joke anyway. You want to tell it first? No. Never mind, because I don't want you to steal Sophie's son. <laughs> you remember how to say it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, she just hey, comes in hey, laughing. hey, Sophie! Happy be- belated birthday! Oh, she can't hear. Here. Oh. I didn't know it was her. Ah, daddy. Happy huh? belated birthday, Sophie! Yay! Yay! You want to sing happy birthday to you? Turning five. You want to sing no, happy birthday? I'm seven. Five. No, you're definitely five. Yeah, five. No, I'm seven. Mm, we yes. can agree to disagree yes. on that. Yes, definitely. Daddy, how old am I? How about Five. this? Let's meet in the middle no, and say it's seven. <laughs> Let's say six. Let's meet in the middle and say I six. Used to be six. She used to and be now six. I have to be seven if it was my other birthday. Six plus one equals seven. 
Okay. I used to be six. I turned one. I turned one year older than that. So now I am seven. So if you carry the three and multiply by two and bring it back down, so you're five. That's what we said originally. I didn't even say all of that. Yeah. You're using that new math. See, we use old math. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, what do you have for us, Sophie? Give us a good joke. Why did the skeleton? Why didn't the skeleton go to the dance? Bone skull. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I got nothing. It had. He had nobody to dance with. Huh? Got it. <laughs> got it. He had nobody to dance it almost, with. It almost, it almost missed me, Stoby, but I got it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like nope. a two-second delay for me. Yeah, that was a, yeah, yeah. It had nobody to dance with. <laughs> he had nobody. <laughs> I love Sophie. Good one, Sophie. She be so crunk. Yeah, she's five, by the way, people. <laughs> I don't want her to grow up. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Soph. Uh, So back to the part of the show where we take it and get a little more serious and ask some questions. And I'm going to start off. Let me see. What do I want to begin with? I'm going to kind of start talking about your boy, Nick Cannon. And guess I can scratch that off my list. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe you can follow up with it. The trouble he got into and I'm not even going to say trouble, the disagreement he got into, which got him in trouble with the networks and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, he apologized. How do you feel about him apologizing for that? And do you think we apologize too much? Is that kind of something that's a part of our culture? And are you teaching your kids to do the same thing, whether they believe they're right or wrong? You think we're too quick to forgive and apologize? So in, in in his case, I think he only apologized to try and keep his job, which I can, you know, I can understand anyone doing that. Uh, but we are a culture that we like apologies. Like we want people to humble themselves and say, I'm sorry. Most of the time, we don't even care if they don't even mean it. You know what I mean? Like, we just want to hear you say my bad. Like Tiger Woods had to apologize to us for what he did to his wife. Like, I don't, I don't know why he was apologizing to me. <laughs> he, he had to apologize to us. So we we just like seeing that. Uh, in his case, though, so I know a lot of people feel like he shouldn't have apologized, but I think I'm in a minority on that. I mean, from what I saw and, and listened to, you can't just say that about an entire race. You can't say that about an entire people. Um, now, if you want to single out a subset of that group, then maybe. But it can't be like that. And if, but if you feel if you feel that strongly about it, then I am one of the ones that I don't need an apology for you. Like if he truly believed that, like I say, I, I do get him trying to keep his job. But if he truly believed it, don't I mean. Right. Die on that hill, bro. Die on it. You know, you don't have to apologize. As for teaching my daughter, I mean, I would teach her, you know, if if you're wrong or you feel like you're truly wrong, definitely. But never apologize for for telling, you know, the the absolute truth when asked, uh, because it may have hurt someone's feelings, not offended. But like, I think there's a difference. But if it just hurt their feelings because it's uncomfortable. So like when we say white people benefit from white privilege, sometimes that hurts some of their feelings. Well, I I can't apologize for that because that's the truth. So I'm not going to have her just apologize just to make people feel comfortable. It's going to be because you're genuinely wrong. You were wrong about something. And we need to stop looking at apologies as surrendering. Like just because you apologize, that doesn't make you less or weaker. Sometimes it takes a big person to admit when they're wrong. So I'll, I'll teach her the nuances of it, but it's definitely not going to be to make someone comfortable. Yeah. I, I, I'm on the bubble on this one. And, and mainly because we've said it so many times when we talk about us as the only person that can tell you how something affects them is the affected person, right? So 
if something he said offended somebody, um, that there's nuance to an apology. Um, you can still you you can still say I apologize if you didn't intend to offend. Right? Sometimes you attend into intend to offend. Like I said, when we call you a cracker, that is racist, and I mean to be racist, and that it is what it is. Um, so I mean to offend you. If I call you a Karen, I mean to offend you. But uh, so no, you're not getting an apology for that. But if it's something like on a show, even on here, right? When, when, uh, you know, I made the jokes about uh, the limp wrist and stuff like that. I apologize if it did offend anybody. I mean, I would, I did mean it as a joke. Uh, so that's why I mean by nuance to it. I will apologize, even though it, I knew it was just a joke, but it's them that were offended by it. So I will apologize for offending them because I didn't mean to do that. So it, it goes back to my intent. If, if my intent is different from how they received it, I, I feel like I should apologize or I can't apologize because my intent wasn't to offend. And I think that's why Nick Cannon um, uh, uh, did apologize, not necessarily to keep his job, but his intent, if you listen to it, I think his intent was to be positive about the Jewish community. He was praising the Jewish community to say they stick together they have the money flip inside of the, their uh, you know communities they know how to move as an economic unit versus african americans in black america um so that that's what I, I i think he intended to say did it come off like that no yeah, he said a little more than that <laughs> so that that's what i like that's the part that i read on it like i didn't actually listen to everything on it okay, so all right <laughs> you know but if he said some more about that, I mean, and, and, and but I, I think the thing was, and he said something about the blacks being the original Jews and all of that, but it, it was, that was his understanding of it. And if it came off offensive, I think he didn't mean to offend the Jewish community in his conversation, uh, trying to uplift the black community. Um, and so that's, I think why he apologized. And of course, to keep his job, right. To, to get that heat off of him. That money was the uh, starting to talk. Right. Yeah. But I, I think that's why he apologized. And I think that's where how I'm going to teach my kids is if your intent is different, apologize because you, you can't control how somebody takes what you. Uh, so if they take it differently than what you intend, then, yes, you need to apologize for that and try to explain like that was not my intent. I apologize. Here's what I was trying to say. Um, but like you said, if you meant it and that was your intent yeah. and you were speaking truth. That, then you stand by it. Don't you shouldn't say it if you if you are uh, not going to stand by it. Right. Yeah. I like both of your answers. Um, I think it's really insightful. Byron, you said something that kind of stuck with me, and it kind of is the reason I pose this question. You said I'm a teacher when asked. I think society now we're so quick to lend our opinions and everything that we find ourselves in situations where we can be apologizing more because I think we all think we have something to say. Hence we have a podcast, you know, but it's the fact that we're all, we are, we, we feel the need to educate people to have people think or know what we think is sometimes where I guess we find ourselves potentially getting in trouble. I agree. I think for me, a lot of things in life are about intent because everybody's raised differently. They're taught differently. You know, they're going to have different beliefs. And if my intent is not to harm you or hurt you emotionally or whatever the case may be, but it happens anyway, you know, and there's a need to apologize, I can. But I think sometimes those things can be forgiven as well. You know, he apologized. Was he ever forgiven? You know, if you know that there's. You know, especially in a situation like that, where you were speaking your truth and they misinterpreted it. But at this point, there's. There's no undoing it. You know, he didn't get a show back, did he? No, I think I think he apologized a little too late. Like when they originally asked him to, he said he wouldn't. And then by the time he did, it was too late. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for him, I think it was a lose-lose. You know, like, hey, that was my truth. 
yeah, it hurt your feelings. It was, you know, but if there's a, and I'm once again, big on dialogue, if we can have a dialogue and come to an agreement and work something out, then yeah. Now, if I was just, if he was just speaking to be an asshole or piss people off, that's one thing, but that was his truth. That was his understanding, his opinion of the situation. But at the end of the day, you apologize. And there was no way that this company was going to ever forgive you or take your apology to heart and say, you know what? He made a mistake. He's done so, so much good. His intent was to inform and express his opinion and try to enlighten people. He just made a mistake. All that was for nothing. You know, like people. And I think my thing is we're apologizing a lot, especially when we're not in power. We don't have the power to make make any changes. It was almost a, a act of futility to me, like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, go down swinging, you know, you said what you said. Nothing's changed. I don't know about my kids, though. Like, I, I want to teach them the nuances of it. Like, I want to teach them that, you know, be careful what you say because you can't take it back. Make sure you, you know, you have good intentions and you're able to live with your 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 mistakes or whatever your decisions, you know, like if you say it and they don't accept your apology or you can't undo it, you have to live with that. I don't know, man. It's just tough. I just I hate seeing us apologize and nothing change. And I, I singled out that whole uh when you're asked because and this is to a much less serious extent, but I think too many times we offer our opinion, our opinion yeah. without being asked. And like mm-hmm. I've, I've seen women complain about this, like guys will be like, oh, man, I liked you better when you had your hair long. Like, who asked you? You know, what I'm saying? you know, so you got to learn to keep your opinions to yourself now. And that's why I pointed out now if she's asked. Don't get mad at her truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that doesn't give you a right just because you just because I know a lot of people like to disguise it under the whole. Well, I just keep it real banner. Yeah, you can keep it real, but you can also shut the fuck up sometimes, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that goes back to your intent. It, 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 like, it, it, well, it's tact. Yeah. You know, you you got to think about it. You get, you have to teach them tact with it, too. That, that's like with Sophie. Sophie has no filter. Kid, and most kids don't have a filter. Right. And growing up, you have to teach them how to filter themselves. Yeah. Hey, you don't say that, you know, to a person. You don't you don't be like, wow, you got a big belly. Like <laughs> at, at four years old, we were on the softball field <laughs> and Sophie told the softball coach, hey, you got a big belly. Um, but did she have a big and, belly? She did. She did have a big belly. And um, and I was I didn't know what to do. And I'm just sitting next to it. I'm like looking at the lady like mouthing, I'm sorry. Like I didn't know, like, do I do I tell like, hey, don't say that in front of the lady or what? But I was just like, I don't know what to do with my hands right now. But um, you know, we had a discussion when we left. I was like, hey baby, you don't say that to people. Um, because it, it's it's rude. It, it might make them feel bad about themselves, that type of thing. So now she's getting better at, you know knowing when to say things to people, when not to, when to comment. Uh, and and basically the whole, if you don't have anything good to say or nice to say, don't say anything at all. Uh, just trying to teach her that. Just just shut up. If you liked if you liked her better with her short hair, shut up. Because, you know, comment on the, the long hair or comment on the new hair. Um, because I'm sure it still looks good. Mm-hmm. So even if you liked her better that other way, unless they she asked you, shut up. Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's what's tough about life. Like you just you don't you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You can't express your opinion if you don't if they don't agree with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, and, and, and guys, when you're married, even if she asks, say the uh, nice thing. <laughs> don't matter. Don't matter. You like the new one. You like speak the your new truth, one. fellas. <laughs> I got to sign with Ferg on that one. I, I tell the truth. Speak your yeah, truth. Yeah, tell, now, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a jerk about it. But you know, yeah. she she definitely yeah. asked my opinion. But Ferg, you always have the toughest questions, bro. I just want to let you know. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if that you was keep, a tough one. Keep, I thought keep, that was a. You keep us on our toes, yo. Um, so oh, who's up next? I'm a, I'm gonna go next, man. This one is uh, you know, it's it's not a serious topic, but I I just was wondering this because I've noticed this about myself. What are you guys? 
snobs about? Because I'll answer this one first. I'm a hotel snob, and I think I'm a probably a restaurant snob because damn, I'm gonna make myself sound like a jerk. Maybe I shouldn't have went first. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, Will you set yourself up? I did. I did. With your intent, of, with your great intent. Because if somebody said, "I'm going to Ruby Tuesday," you want something? I'll be like, uh, "Nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Go ahead, on. <laughs> That's all you." But I, I, I'm, I'm admitting my truth. That makes me a jerk, man. Fine, but that I have become a restaurant snob and a hotel snob. And my my criteria for a hotel, for the most part. Uh, is this is all pre-COVID, by the way. If they don't valet? No. <laughs> See, it's not that bad. It don't have to be. But at the very minimum, I need like a bar and restaurant at the hotel. I want to be able to order room service. So I want to be able to order room service. And with uh, restaurants, I just, I, I try not to, you know, I, I try not to do like the big chains, you know what I mean? The big uh, restaurant chains. I like finding like the, the ones that's like individual or whatever, that's like only for the locals in that town or something like that. Uh, when I can't find that, I do like me some some Dale Frisco. So there, there you have it. I'm a jerk. I put uh, it out there. What are you guys snobs about? I, definitely not hotels. I'll just say that. Fun, funny story oh, so you before you get into the it. It's, it's, uh, if I need to, I don't care. Okay. Uh, so th- this is a story. Uh, this is a Jenica story. So back when me and Jenica first had Sophie, so Sophie was still an arm baby, I think. I had to go to Ocala, Florida. Um, they have a fire like training area, right? And so I was the executive officer for a battalion, and we had some firefighters from uh, Gulf Shores that had to go to Ocala for the their training. Their, it's an annual recertification. And they were about to graduate. And so I went down there for their graduation. And, you know, the Army is kind of strict on where you can stay. And they have their little list that you can stay when you're going to certain places. And uh, Ocala doesn't have a whole lot of uh, options for you to stay that are nice. You, you have to stay kind of outside of Ocala if you want to stay in a nice hotel. Um and so they put me up in the Super 8. Now, I don't know if y'all know about the Super 8 right outside of Ocala, right off of I-10. And uh, so we get in there and it was so grimy that Jenica literally slept with her clothes on. She would, she like her socks, everything. She wouldn't get under the cover. She slept on top of the cover, it fully closed, wouldn't touch anything. She was like, I'm not even taking a shower because I don't want to step in the shower. It was that bad. So... Again, I was just like, for the army, you know, it's like, meh, whatever. You know, I show up, throw my clothes down, like, boom, let's get in the bed. She's like, no, no. <laughs> what was the hotel we used to stay at uh, during drill in Theodore? First of all, there ain't no nice hotels in Theodore. So, oh, it was at Tillman's Corner. <laughs> was it like the Econo Lodge or something like that? I, I, I have. I, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. It was all it, kind yeah. of prostitutes and everything out in that thing. <laughs> Uh, Yo, for those of y'all that think I laugh too much during the show, you don't know how much I mute myself when they're talking. Like, I was just cracking up at Arazio just now, but I just muted myself. And I know Jen, Jen, Jen didn't lay off into you on that? Oh, yeah, she did. She did. But again, it was like the army booked it. So, and I told her, I was like, you didn't have to come. You just wanted to ride. So... And that didn't help that I told her she didn't have to come. I knew that was uh, that. Like, oh, you didn't want to spend time with me? Yada, yada, yada. You See? know, I, so yeah, it was that. Yeah. I mean, anybody who has listened to this podcast knows I put my foot in my mouth a good bit. Yep. Um, just so that was on just one show. of those times where no matter what I said, it was just downhill. Everything I said, it just went. I remember this dude had to apologize for his apology. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a rare case, sir. That is that is something special. That is that is very special. Man, I'm a I really wanna am I a snob? Oh, you better you better say you're a fool snob. I've been out with you before. Yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. thing. I'm a food snob. First of all, I just don't like a lot of stuff anyway. I'm very picky and I feel like my mom, Maggie, is like one of the best cooks I ever made met. So like it's 
I like my food seasoned to taste. I could probably can count. If I had to add salt or pepper, like I feel like your meal is a failure. It's that that simple. Like if I I don't even think we have salt and pepper shakers in our house. I mean we have salt and pepper to season the food, but like once you sit down at the table, it is what it is. But and I don't like your restaurant snob, it's funny because I'm I'm hot or cold. So you'll go to Del Frisco's and I'll go there and I'll find something I like. But I'll go to a real nice restaurant and it's like I wasted my money and time because this is not good. And Z it will tell me he's like, babe, we could have you could have cooked this at home. But on the other end, I'll go to Chili's and I think I was talking about this this weekend. I go to Chili's and get a a, a triple dipper. Like for some reason, I like what they have. You know, it might not be the nicest restaurant, which is not, but I like what they have. So if I'm at a nice restaurant and I want to really eat, eat, then my my taste buds are like, you need impress me. When I lower my standards, you know, I don't know. But I and hotels. Not as snobbish on hotels like that, because um I travel a lot for work, so I at least need to do a Marriott or something like that. I need to do a name brand hotel, but I'm not doing Red Roof, Motel 6. My my rule of thumb for hotels are like, if the room was on the outside, I'm not going. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good good standard. Yeah, like, uh, you're like, I'm like I, I, the room's on the outside, you won't catch me there. You know, nah. just... When, when Roger was telling this story about that Super 8... There, I don't know. I don't know if it's still there, but there used to be a La Quinta Inn on the Beltline in Mobile, and I forgot what the occasion was. Me and Tabitha might have just been being fast at the time, but we had gotten a room there, and the whole hallway smelled like piss. And I think that's what kind of began my journey. <laughs> so, like, there's always a reason. I don't want y'all to think I just woke up eating there, like. Listen, I feel like Applebee's had the best buffalo wings in the world at one time. And, you know, I will humble myself. Like, you know, we we have our friend Sherman that used to be incarcerated. And if you ever visit anyone that's incarcerated, they're never in a place with just a bunch of plush hotels nearby. Like, you're going to have to stay in some joints that you may or may not really care for. So, you know, like I said, it just depends on the situation. Uh, if I got to do what I got to do, I will. But I just never want to be in a situation how Jen felt at that Super 8. And, you know, when I go out to eat, I'll do chilies. I'll definitely do chilies. But it's just I think it's Ruby Tuesday that I just have a, 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 a thing for. Like, I, just, I can't do them. You know yeah, our first date was at Ruby Tuesday. We couldn't think of the name of that restaurant to save our life. We actually were in Mobile last week, and there's a Ruby Tuesdays in that same parking lot as Dale Shims. I think it's closed now, uh, but that's how we remember. It's like Ruby, we literally were talking about that maybe two, three weeks ago. Cannot remember the name of that damn restaurant, and because just don't go to Ruby Tuesdays. All I know is. Applebee's, TGI Fridays, and Chili's, all those kind of are the same level. Yeah. Oh, slight, mm. slight liquor snob too. But that's that that's because I just don't want to wake up with a headache. That's all. Oh, not, nothing in a plastic bottle. <laughs> I, I, my rules are very you know what? I, I, I figure this out. I figure this out about men. Uh, even when it comes to selecting mates and stuff like that. We're not big on what we want. We just know what we don't want. Yeah. And I yeah. think that a lot of women have this, 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 like they want this, 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 and this, but they just don't know what they don't want. And that don't want item to me supersedes everything. Like, hey, what what do you want to drink? I don't really care what we drink. Oh, I got this. Oh, no. Like this taco <laughs> vodka? Mm-mm. You drink a white or dark? Mm, surprise me. Oh, I can't drink that. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm just not, if it's, it's in a plastic, can't drink it. So, I don't know, man. Uh, a good box of wine, though. Can't go wrong with a good box of wine. Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. So, for me, it's... I wouldn't say I'm a snob on too much of anything. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing... This is weird, but... Um, Your gaming chair? Icy's, Icy's versus Frosty's. Um, 
I I I don't I don't do the the what's the slushy the one with the dog like I can't do those like I I hate those they they're too sweet I like uh, you about icy. some Seven Eleven the so you like the Slurpee over the uh, S- uh, Slurpee yeah versus like the the slushy or whatever it is the little dog the one that has the dog on top of it that's like real icy yeah is he talking about yeah, what you I get can, at the movie theater is that what you talking about some of them yeah no, he's, he's like, about usually the gas it's station. just icy it's yeah, like the gas oh, station. Like, oh, yeah. Slurping. I'm with you. Those are awful. It's like juice on ice. Like, it's, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. So which one do you like? You want the one that's like almost. I think he likes the Slurpee. Like yeah, the, the Slurpee. The like the real smooth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 7-Eleven, like real smooth one. Yeah. yeah. And, and give me a banana one. Man, man. <sighs> just banana? You don't mm. mix? Nah, man. Nah. I just give me a straight banana one. Do, so, do they even make those anymore? Who who I can't remember who, the last time I saw bananas. The gas station right by my house, man. They have it. Uh, well, they had it. They just took it out like last week. You know I was why? so mad. <laughs> nobody drinks a banana <laughs> Slurpee. <laughs> not not n- nobody. It's it's good, man. No. It's good. With some cherry. But no, I I I think yeah, I will say. When it comes to like gaming things and electronics, I am a snob. Like I, I want the the best because one, I'm so cheap that when I do spend money on it, I'm gonna buy the best or close to the best. Mm-hmm. So, like you talked about, my gaming chair, my screen. I, I, you know, I posted my screen, and truthfully, I didn't even try to post my screen to social media. I was trying to post a chair because I got a free two year warranty if I posted it and tagged the manufacturer in it. Uh, so it was just me being cheap and just so happens that the screen was in the picture and I got more talk about the screen uh, than I did about the chair. Yeah. So just stuff like that. Like I, I want to buy it once and I want it to last a long time. So I, and get value out of it. So I buy value. So yeah, I'm a snob when it comes to electronics. Well, I'm not going to lie. I got to, got to get, I'm a people snob. I get to know it very easily. <laughs> You said that a few I, times. I, yeah. I, I was, I was, I was going to say, and I, I didn't want to sound um, too snobbish. Yeah. But, um, I was going to say I, I am an intelligent snob. Yeah. Like, if you can't if hold, you, a, if you a, can't hold a conversation, if you, if you can't make a uh, an argument about anything, I, I, I can't rock with you. Like I'm just. Like yeah, I, I'm gonna get annoyed and I'm gonna walk away and I'm probably gonna be mad about wasting yeah. my 10 minutes with you yeah i get annoyed and i think that helped me when i dated uh quick story it was a i don't remember who it was but it's chick i was i won't even say we did i was kind of rocking with for a sec we're at a club we're dancing and she said something and in the middle of that song i stopped dancing and i was like you know what i'm cool and i walked off and that was our last conversation we ever had just because i was just like yeah, this ain't gonna work. Like, listen, you know, it's still it's eleven thirty. I still got the rest of the night to to win. And um, yeah, I just get annoyed very easily. Um, isn't women, men, like if I'm just talking to you and it just and we can't hold a real conversation, I'm over it. You know, so I am a people yeah. snob. Like your conversation is BS, and that's why I learned how to entertain myself. You yeah, know. and and I want I want to put a, a a disclaimer out there. Intelligence does not mean mean education. Yep. And I just want to throw that out there to anybody. I some of the most intelligent people I know didn't graduate high school or barely graduated high school. You know, I I know folks who have GEDs can that can carry better conversations than PhD. Um, candidates. So it does not mean education. It, it literally means that I can just have a good conversation with you, uh, and and you can you cannot be Trump and 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 be able to understand things as we go through our conversation. If you make me wide eye and uh, long blink, I'm done. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like you you kind of hit you like, oh my god, why am I talking to this person? How do I get out of this conversation? Um, yeah, yeah. So. Slow blinks. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Sip the Shocker. No, but for real, you guys know the No Limit Chronicles. It, it launched last week and I think the last two episodes come on today. Yeah, actually, yeah, we, we're missing we, it. while we're recording, <laughs> yeah. we're missing it. So um, 
But with that, I, I've been watching it and I got so nostalgic. And so you guys probably know my question, but I want to know your favorite No Limit artist and favorite No Limit song. Wow. Because No Limit dropped 51 albums Jeez. in three years, 97 to 2000, 51 albums. Can we do top? made a killing. Can we do top three? We can do top three. We can do top three if you want to do top okay, three. That makes it easier. Ooh. I wish I had a No Limit catalog in front of me. I know one of them is um, it was on Mia X's album and it had like everybody on there see murder, but the song is called Forever True. That's one of my favorite songs. Uh, can we just go ahead and put No Limit Soldiers just up there? Like nobody even has to pick it. Like we we know No Limit Soldiers is up there. I don't want to waste my pick on No Limit Soldiers. Because <laughs> it was like, it was like one of the best bangers ever, man. Um, I think it's uh, on C. Murder's album is a song called Making Moves with Thugs featuring uh, Moby Dick and, and Master P. And a kick dope. And those are the three that just came to my mind. I probably could think oh, of three. Pull a three. kick. Oh. Yeah, yeah, man. The way Pimp C. Oh. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> I know Sandy. So uh, if Sandy is listening right now, I know she's smiling because you can't say oh, nothing bad about PMC. <laughs> favorite artist, favorite artist, I'm going to go with Mac. Free Mac, by the way. Uh, yeah. um, P was on the Breakfast Club and he said they're going to actually talk about his case and C Murder's case. So Free Mac, he was one of my favorite artists. C Murder was one of my favorite artists. And do I want to say Mystical? I guess I'll say mystical. Yeah, I'm gonna go with mystical. <sighs> yeah. So, oh, in no particular order for artists, mystical, fiend, and Mac. They just did it for me. Uh, okay. Oh, virus, virus, like oh, I forgot about fiend. <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 a fiend song I should have mentioned, man. But uh, go ahead. Which one? Which one? Uh, feel my pain. Feel my pain. Uh, take my pain. Whatever. All right, yeah, I actually listened to Fiend um, on a way to Mobile, on a way back from Mobile. Z was looking at me like you old ass nigga. She's like, who is this again? Um, ah, ah, man, there's so many hits. So. Maybe still smoking. Just because it was just a dope song. Still smoking went so hard. Yeah. <sighs> was it holes? We don't. What's, what's it? Am I free, it? Freak holes or? No, no, no. We don't let them hold. Oh, was that? Oh, yeah. That was Matt. That was Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I played that. Mm-hmm. I played. Oh. Yeah. I play that every day pulling up in my car to school. Every day. And, oh, man, what is this other song? It might have been by Moby Dick. The the calling me, calling me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had a whole No Limit groove tape. Like, I had a little little mix. You remember. All right. So, imagine me and Ferg trying to get down to fam. For senior year for a visit and the only vehicle we have is the mega van so we this, drive my the mega van is day- a 15 passenger daycare van by the way with yeah. macarella <laughs> was it macarella party supply or macarella daycare on the Ma- side macarella Ma- uh eminem daycare was eminem the day- name yeah. of it it had eminem daycare painted on the side of it me and ferg literally jumped in the mega van drove down the fam for the weekend ended up Bumping Mac the entire way there, picked up a whole bunch of freshmen that came from the floor, so we knew a bunch of folks there, they and we s- drove the mega van to the club. <laughs> they were sophomores, by the way. Two years older than us. Class of 97. This is how influential No Limit was. For graduation, yeah. we went to New Orleans. Guess where we went? Guess where we went? 
to the Calio Projects, baby. And saw crackheads get in a fight. We sure did. Oh, man. And, no, no. And then the, the Mega Van, like, uh, it, like, shut down yeah. as we came off the exit, like, man. sliding into the Magnolia. I, I remember asking people for directions to the Calio. They was like, oh, why you want to go there? <laughs> Trying to, man, No Limit had some hitters. Like Walk Like a G, man. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, man. Those, I'm going to stick with those three. I'm going to stick with those three. I, and did I, anybody, just while we're on No Limit, did any of y'all, did Mercedes ever drop a single? <laughs> like, I don't remember one song off she that had some CD. I, I, I want to say Dara Cope said her CD did come out. It came out. Um, but I don't think she, she, she didn't have a single, though, I don't think. Uh, it probably just came out towards 2000 as you know everybody kind of nobody paid attention to it anymore yeah. so I'm going to go with mine again uh, Mac as one of my top three and uh, Murder Murder Kill Kill so I, man murder, that, was, that was my Kill Kill, kill. kill. <laughs> yeah so I'm going to go with that one uh, a kick though definitely and the the OG No Limit Mr. Ice Cream Man Man, when 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 that ice cream truck song come on, everybody knew, and then that beat came in so hard, man, man, yeah, that's true. So that, and that. Silk wasn't as bad on it. <laughs> he was not. You go down that hill, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Don't on Byron that verse, on, on that because verse. I told I told I told him that Silk the Shocker gave DMX his flow. Yeah, because if you listen to him, DMX <laughs> did what Silk the Shocker was trying to do: put a whole bunch of words in and catch a beat. The problem is Silk the Shocker couldn't catch the beat. Yeah, but that's still compared. Like I can try to dunk a basketball, and then LeBron James can come and dunk it. <laughs> Am I just like LeBron? <laughs> no. <laughs> but he was good on that verse on Ice Cream Man. He he was he was decent on that verse. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Mac, Mystical. And another one is, I, I've been a long time Snoop fan since Doggy Style. So when Snoop was on No Limit, I still like Snoop. He was one of my favorite No Limit artists out of that group. Uh, just because, I mean, the three albums he dropped on No Limit had bangers on them. Yeah, but you know what's good? I yeah. never really considered him, like, when I go through my No Limit repertoire, like, he's always yeah. death row to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. I mean, but you listen to some of his songs that came out. They, they they go hard. That's what I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Like what I consider you, it's like a, a player switching to another team. Like yeah, but you're always you always gonna be on this team. You know, uh, like if they retired his jersey, he would have an, a death row jersey. I'm I'm pretty sure Miami and LA are gonna uh, retire LeBron's jerseys. Yeah, I know Miami is. Oh yeah, uh, um, yeah. Man. The Clippers are. Man, you got me Clippers. like looking up all these. Uh... No limit songs. Yes, <laughs> I, I was. Yeah. But I want to stay engaged in the conversation. <laughs> uh, man, we might, we might, in honor of this, we might create a no limit playlist. Let's do I'm it. Doing, Spotify. Doing it. Here I'm we come. With it. I'm with it. Yeah, because that, that Valentine's Day playlist took off, bro. That was yeah. fun. So, yeah. yeah. Let's do no it. limit playlist. I had a, uh, nah. I, want, I want to give a, a, a quick confession too, man. I had like a love hate relationship for No Limit because I was such a suave house guy. Like, I'm a huge. You guy. were. I'm a huge. Were. And I was like, I was like, oh. Why they can't get that kind of shine? Because <laughs> they weren't dropping 51 albums, sir. But man, P was a good dude. He showed love to so many Southern artists, man. He worked with Ball. He worked with UGK. I mean, if you listen to his interviews now, man, he's just like a helpful, entrepreneurial, motivational type dude, man. So what he did for the South, I'm telling you, man, they took over. They took over for an era. Like I've always said, No Limit is the soundtrack of my high school years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was, was and, crazy. And there wouldn't have been a Cash Money without them. 
because Cash Money never would have uh, had a platform uh, because they wouldn't have been looking for the next No Limit. Uh, so that's what how Cash Money got on and everything. Because like if you watch the the documentary, yeah. Cash Money was out around the same time. They were both growing at the same yeah. time. And it's just P caught on faster. He could have signed so, Baby actually. And yeah. he explained that further in the interview. He was like, I didn't sign him because I could tell that Baby and Slim, they wanted to be their own bosses, which it worked out. It worked out. Two mega successful record labels out of the same city. Yep. So even Man, though Cash Money didn't get the good, the, the as good a deal as P did. Oh, Man, P took that. That deal was gangster. But 85-15, man. But I respect <laughs> that. This, 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 this docu-series or whatever is pretty dope because there's so many things I didn't realize. Like, I didn't realize he had that many roots in Cali. Yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know he was his, he was that deep into it. You know what I'm saying? And I remember um, the class, I always, when I think of TRU, I think of the class of 97 because them boys were die hard, no limit TRU fans. I think a couple of them got TRU tattoos. Like they did. It was, yeah, they did. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I saw some of them. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I remember they came back to football practice with those on there. But no, that was a uh, that was that was good times, man. And I'm really really looking forward to the rest of the the, the series. And um, I I didn't realize Romeo was that old. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that, he was. A, yeah, everybody everybody thinks he grew up like being rich or whatever, but. I mean, he was in his teens before P really made it. So that's crazy. That's all, right. all I had, man. All right, fellas. So enjoy the episode. Um, it's about that time. Let's go ahead and take it out. What do you guys have in your mind? Well, fellas, I just want to tell you guys, happy anniversary, man. By the time this episode drops, it will be exactly, well, depending on Razio, when Razio is able to drop it. But August 12th makes one year ago when we uh, dropped our first episode, man. So I just want to tell the listeners, thank you. We definitely had something planned, but, you know, things happened and we weren't able to do it. But I just want to thank you guys for rocking with us. You've been with us through our pain, our laughter, and our growth, man. Just if you listen to that first episode, I think it's Cheating is Bad or Brownie Points is one of them. Man, if you listen to the sound quality and just everything, I think we've gotten so much better. I think our timing has gotten better. Uh, but I just really want to thank you guys for, for for checking us out and and rocking with us, man. It means a lot to us. Uh, and hopefully we can continue to grow and, and really make this thing take off. So make sure you visit threebrothersnosense.com. Check out the latest merch. And also check out my article. I wrote an article. I posted it on our Facebook page. Visit fakenewssyndicate.com. The article is called Get Back in the Closet. It's about Trump and racism. I've got some great feedback on it. So thank you guys that have checked it out. Appreciate the feedback. And again, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, man. I want to echo that. The the great article, by the way, Buff. I mean, it, it was good, poignant to the point. Uh, so uh, you, you not only are you uh, a, a podcast personality with your two podcasts, so now you're you becoming an author. So great job on that. Proud of you, man. Uh, echo what you said about hitting up threebrothersnosense.com. Thanks for everybody who's uh, rocking the merch, getting the, getting the word out. When, when you have it on, tell people about it, man. Tell people about the podcast. Tell people about what we're talking about because like Ferg said, I think we have something to say. Uh, I think it's good content. And, and um, with that, either go to the website and, and you can click, leave us feedback and you can drop us a, um, any type of uh, message or whatever, be on the show. Uh, you, you probably have heard a couple of the uh, radio drops or the uh, voice uh, overs from folks. Uh, we want to hear that feedback, man. If you want to be on the show, if you want to ask a question, drop it there. We'll put it on. Get your voice on there. Uh, so love all that, man. And and keep doing that. Keep uh, sharing everything and keep 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 talking about the show because that's how we're going to continue to grow. Thank you, fellas. So with that being said, I want to thank you guys for spending the last year with me being a part of this. We started this journey a year ago. Didn't know where it was going to lead. Didn't know what we we're going to talk about. Didn't know we would go through so much with each other. And part of me thinks 
we were able to make it through this year because we had each other in this podcast and an outlet to get us through it. We shared our, 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 our love, our hurt, our pain with our listeners. I think we were really authentic with it. And I know for me, a lot of times it's hard as a black man or for other black men to express their true feelings and what's going on in the world the way we've tried to do. And it's amazing that it's been a year and hopefully this goes on a lot longer to our listeners and our followers. Thank you. You know, um, thank you for being there for us. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for giving us input and uh, good or bad and helping us grow. We want to keep doing this for you guys. I ask you guys all to go to three brothers, no sense.com and leave a message. You know, that's my, my ask of you. Just go, let us know what you think, think about the last year, you know, short or long, it means a lot. And I guarantee we'll listen to them all. And, um, it's been fun, fellas. It's been fun. I wish I could leave it with that, but I had to get, I have to get something off my chest that, um, I experienced this last week. So to all our listeners, I urge you to, for one, take care of yourselves. Make sure that you all have health insurance. Make sure you all have life insurance. Make sure if you are married or have whoever your benefactor is going to be or your beneficiary is going to be, make sure they know where to find all that information. So please make sure you take care of the little things because this world is coming at us fast and things are happening. And um, I, I reflected back on something my grandmother used to always say to me, she's like, baby, just keep living. And those stories that you've heard from everybody else soon become your stories. And just like that, those stories that we kept hearing became our stories. So make sure you take care of yourself. Secondly, if make sure that the people you love are doing the same thing. If they tell you they have a life insurance plan, have them show it to you. Have them let them show me what you have. They say they have health insurance. Show me your policy. Who is it with? Because a lot of times people just don't want to have those real conversations. And it's too late to have those conversations when, um, when that time comes. So, not just speaking for myself and my family. Luckily, Greg had a policy and stuff like that. But, you know, just finding out that other people in my family did not have um, life insurance. Like I said, I've uh, had two other people that I know personally who have lost loved ones and they can't say the same thing that everybody had life insurance plan. And it came at them fast. And now they're trying to figure things out. Um. I know it's a tough conversation to have, but this is the time, um, especially before anything hits. You can't you test positive. You can't get insurance. So. You know, I'm gonna get off my soapbox on that, but I'm telling you, people take care of your loved ones, plan your life. This is the time. Tomorrow's not promised. Um, anything else, fellas, before we get off? Uh, yeah, but I'll save it for next show. <laughs> All right. Well, three brothers, no sense. We really appreciate you. Happy birthday to us on our one year anniversary. You know, the Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you next year. <laughs>